So he wasn't just traveling within the United States. Mm -hmm. He was traveling internationally. I mean, we have huge fan bases in in other countries. Um, I'll never forget um, the first time I flew by myself to a different country was to meet my husband in the Philippines. Really? Yeah, I was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous, nervous wreck, but I was determined to do it because I wanted to see my husband. Right. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got a great episode for you guys this week. Thank you so much for emailing in your questions. If you want to email us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So Lisa, what's new? What's going on? Had a great weekend. Um, Really fun. I have to say, we, my husband and I, went to our first, like, party party since covid happened mm-hmm. almost what two years ago now or yeah, a year indoor and a half. party right first indoor party mm-hmm. so let me just give you a little bit of you know what's been going on ever since this whole covid thing you know i'm vaccinated everyone in my house is vaccinated obviously except for my 10 year old because mm-hmm. he's not of age and when the mask mandates were lifted in new jersey I was the one still going into places with the mask. Oh, I still I still do because if I see the workers wearing one, yeah, there's part of me that like feels bad of like, yeah, I well, should also be wearing one to help protect you. And it's funny you say that people. because when I was walking into these places, and I'm talking like food shopping yeah. or at the mall if I had to get something, all the people that were in the mall were looking at me. Like I was weird. Like the people working there? Or no, just like other like shoppers? other customers or shoppers. Oh, really? And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I am so yeah. used to wearing this thing that it doesn't even bother me anymore. Same here. And COVID is still out there. I know I'm vaccinated, but obviously we're hearing people that are vaccinating and in COVID again, and I need to protect my 10-year-old child, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm the one that wears the mask 24-7. Yeah. I, I have them in my car. I have boxes in my car everywhere yeah i do the same i'm just used to it yeah i'm just so I'm used like, to it. it doesn't even bother me or part of um, me is like it's nice if you don't want to talk to people <laughs> <laughs> me, meanwhile you have my older boys that don't wear masks and they're like the whole point of us getting vaccinated was not to wear a mask yeah. i said listen i get their point too because they're young mm-hmm. they're young they're invincible they they my son and and i totally I get where he's coming from. He's like, you think I wanted to get a vaccine? I didn't, but I did it because, you know, I didn't have a choice and this is the world we live in. And now I got vaccinated and I still have to wear a mask. So (laughs) I kind of get his point too, Uh you know, but he's young and I let him do his thing and I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Well, because the full truth is a place like a grocery store is not checking vaccination cards. Exactly. You can be in there unvaccinated Mm -hmm. and it's like left to what's the, I forget the right word, but it's like, left to the trust of the person of a lot of the signs say non-vaccinated customers must wear a mask no so one's it's listening like, but that's the thing like i'm like it's it's like you're just leaving it to i can i'm blanking on the word 
it's going to come to you. The honor system. Oh, the honor system. We're leaving it to the honor system. Yeah, and it's, well, everyone's like, the honor system didn't work before. That's why COVID Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, listen, I, I wear a mask still. That's my prerogative. Mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated. But it's funny because when I walked into these places and people see me with a mask, I know what's going through their mind. Oh, she's the one that's not vaccinated. Right. Yeah. You know, There's meanwhile. Yeah. Debate of like, do people think I'm not vaccinated? That's why I'm wearing it. Or are they like, oh, you're still afraid of COVID? Yeah. Like, yeah, you no, know, and, and, and you know what? I just keep walking because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do me. Yeah. And so I'm the one that wears a mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, outside, if I'm on like the football field and we're separated, then I truly believe that nice, healthy vitamin D is a lot better than yeah. wearing a mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, my opinion. So this was the first time that we went to an indoor wedding. And actually, this wedding was postponed a whole year because of COVID. They were supposed to get married last year and obviously had to cancel. So they're rescheduled for this year. And it was um, my cut, my actually my second cousins. And um, we went. And I have to say, when I walked inside to this room, and it was like around like 200 people or so. Yeah. I, I got like anxious. Mm-hmm. Like my anxiety was like, oh, my God. I felt like I needed to grab my mask out of my pocketbook, but then I would have been literally the only one in the place wearing a mask. Uh And it was weird. I have to say it was extremely, extremely weird. Um, Then I started off with telling people, you know, hey, I'm just going to wave hello to everyone or fist pump. But then people that you haven't seen in years Mm want to come and hug you and you feel bad being like stay away from me you know because you don't want them to get offended it's such a fine line Mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do and it was bottom line is very weird but it was also fun at the same time Mm -hmm. like my husband and I danced all night long we haven't done that in a couple years and it just felt good to be somewhat normal if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so that was my my weekend. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was weird and fun at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God we're all healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we're all healthy, thank God. And um, you know, hopefully it's the start of some type of normalization in this world. Yeah. I mean, weddings are more fun now more than ever because everyone's so looking forward to the like just going and doing something. Yeah. You know, or even like like before it was like, Oh, I have this many weddings this summer, I gotta travel here, da 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 and now it's like oh, I get to see all these people again and have this, like, good time. Yeah, know? and it's crazy because I feel like the year 2020 was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it just should be erased from the calendar because no one made any memories. We have no pictures of 2020. And, I mean, if I had to think of a positive about 2020 was we definitely got a lot more family time. Yep. That we definitely did. I definitely got to learn more about my kids and and um, family bonding. Like we we definitely cooked and baked a lot more than we would have ever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's for sure. That's the only positive that came out of 2020. But as far as the extended family and making those memories and those holidays, just wipe them out the calendar because we don't have any. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it feels weird. It's uh, especially like. Like for me doing stand-up comedy, it's funny that people ask me, oh, how long have you been doing it? And I'm like, counting 2020 yeah. or not? I'm like, because there were no shows happening. Like, yeah. like, you know, same with if you were, you know, a Broadway actor or, or anything in the entertainment space that you do live performances. It was like, that was gone. 
Exactly. Or it was not nearly as much as I used to. Like mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, all 2020, maybe I did 20 shows, maybe total. Like in comparison, it was like, it was almost every night. Like yeah. uh, it could be like easily 300 shows a yeah. year. So it's just, it is crazy. And it, it's, it's a weird, it feels like it didn't happen. But at the same time, like, I'll be honest, there's been moments that when the summer first started and it was like, go, go, go. And like everyone wanted to like, let's meet up, get drinks. Let's do this. I'm having this party. I'm having my birthday. Like, or people being like, I'm having this birthday because we were in lockdown and no one was vaccinated and yada, yada. It was like the first two months I was begging for a night that I had nothing to do. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I just want to stay inside for like 24 hours. And then I was like, is this just because it's like overload of plans and people? Or is it this like, quote, a sign of getting older of like, you know what? I want a night to myself and I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I think it was just, it just happened so fast that Mm -hmm. everyone just went crazy. And then like, you're on a high and then all of a sudden you just on a low, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. But it is nice. Nice to have something to do. To go yeah, out. it was so much fun. And it's funny because my, I see my husband like this week saying, so where am I taking you out next week? <laughs> oh, that's I'm so like, cute. oh, great. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we kind of got taste of how it was to go out again. Like, right. let's get back into it. Yeah, something. Yeah. And a lot of places still are like a little bit limiting in some some way to be safe. Mm-hmm. Or I know New York State is the proof of vaccination is starting like September 13th at like every restaurant is doing that so oh, really eating inside yeah so like it's i have it in like uh you know you could do apple pay you can like add a card your official excelsior vaccine card right in your apple wallet so i don't have to keep like finding the picture or bringing the paper like so now oh, it's like more official yeah but what's interesting is because some places have already been checking but it's funny that some places check your vaccine card and your id of like yeah it's got to be the same name oh of course but a lot of places don't they just check one uh-huh. And so it's funny because I'm like, well, if you're only just checking the vaccine card, like I can just pretend I'm someone else. Exactly. I can pull it up. So it's it's very it's very interesting seeing it. But I, I mean, I have many friends uh, that won't go anywhere if, unless they're checking vaccine cards. So we've really? shown up somewhere thinking they're supposed to. And then they're like, oh, we're not doing it till, you know, this date. And we're like, oh, all right, we got to find another. <laughs> so. But, you know, I don't mind it. I'm like, it's just nice to be able to go out again, honestly. Exactly. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Well, we have some questions this week we're going to get to. So thank you guys so much for emailing in. Uh, If you want to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Okay. So this first one is called Location Confusion. Dear Lisa and Erica, I'm a big fan of the podcast and Cake Boss. I look forward to the podcast every week, and my sister and I have been watching Cake Boss together for nearly 10 years. I would love your input on a decision I've been thinking about over this past year. I am from New York, but I got a job in Austin last April, right before the pandemic had started. I had visited Austin in February of 2020 and thought it would be a cool city to live in. I'm 26, single, and have lived outside of New York before. I also wanted to work at a university, and this was the type of job I wanted. For the last year, I've been working remotely in this new job from New York, but soon it will be returning to in-person. I feel very conflicted because I like my job and my coworkers, and I don't know if I can find something in New York that aligns as well with my interests. However, the pay is not good for this job, and I don't want to be far away from friends and family, especially having spent a lot of time with them over this past year. Do you think I should move to Austin, or should I stay in New York? And hope that I can eventually find something that I like as much as my current job. Thank you so much, Alexandra. 
Okay, Alexandra, my opinion on this would be, um, you know, one thing that COVID has done was bring lots of families together. Mm -hmm. And you realize when you are together for so long on how you miss them if you're not. Um, You said a couple things in your question that even though this is um, a job that you enjoy, you are 26 years old, it is in a different state, but you mentioned something that stuck in my head that you said the pay is not great. So obviously at 26 years old, you should be set, you should be at a stage in your life that you should be climbing the ladder somewhere. And if you don't see yourself climbing the ladder at this place, even though you're enjoying what you're doing, if you're okay with that pay for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. then Yes, you should stick with it because it's a job. But the other hand of it is, is that if you, if, if you want to do more, if you want to make more, I mean, you know what your lifestyle is. Only you know what you want to make and what you need to sustain as you get older. Um, you know, as you get older, you want to also start securing for your retirement for when you're really old. Mm-hmm. And if you're barely making ends meet now and it's not going to change, then it is time to find a new job. But how I would do it is I would move to Austin temporary because it is still a job because you don't know how long it's going to take you to find a new job. I mean, I know I have family members that unfortunately lost their job in the beginning of COVID and till this day, have put out when I tell you hundreds of of applications and so many interviews and have not yet been able to get a job that hurts that mm-hmm. hurts financially that hurts mentally yep. you feel like failure so the positive of it, of it is that you have a stable job right now maybe mm-hmm. it's not where you want to be a hundred percent but I would take it And I would move there knowing that it's a temporary move. And while you are there, start applying to jobs that are similar in what you're doing because you do enjoy it, but make better pay and you would be closer to your family. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have to also sacrifice. Let's just say you find the exact same job, but it's in the New York area where you're going to be with family then maybe that pay is good enough for you because you're going to have family around. Right. Or maybe yeah, you could have someone you could stay with for a exactly. month or two. Exactly. Like so what the way I would do it is, yes, definitely, you know, move where your job is right now, knowing in your mind that it's temporary. But in the meantime, start making changes to, to start applying to places where you definitely want to live and have a stable life. Well, especially she started working this so it's February 2020 she visited and then April right after the pandemic had started she got the job so she's been working it from home for over a year Mm -hmm. so the good news is you have experience in the exact thing that you want to do exactly so it's like look you can be applying to jobs in New York before you move or whatever as just a feeler but a lot of times that stuff doesn't move quick enough as you said Mm -hmm. uh here's my thought too you've been at this job over a year uh you could also ask for a raise before you move. Absolutely. But does she really want to move there? Because the way it made it sound was that even though she loved the job, she's going to miss her family. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of prioritize what matters the most to exactly. you. Exactly. Is the number one thing you want a job in this industry and this is the only opportunity you have right now? Or is your number one thing, I think I'm going to be happiest being around the people I love that are my friends and family? Yep. Because uh, it's like, okay, if your number one concern is just the money, like if, I don't know, I don't know what you make right now, but say you got a 15K raise, let's throw that out there. Would you be like, oh, for sure, I take this job and move to Austin? Yeah, because then you have a number. Like exactly. that's why I would be like, get a salary number in your head that you go, I would move to Austin, not even think twice. And as long as that's like realistically in the range, ask for it. Like nobody gets a raise without asking, typically. That's true. Like most companies don't have a steady increase of a you know pay raise system, and if they did, you would know about it because you'd have like a yearly review things set up yeah. yeah and review that I know I know people have been in companies like that that are usually huge but all my friends that work at universities and things like this not so much and any job I've been in I've gotten raises but I had to ask for them and basically map out hey this is what I'm doing that's more than my job or starting this or be willing to take on more responsibility so I think I think you have also a leverage there because they want you to move and you could kind of be like you know honestly I'm barely making ends meet here in New York and Austin is another city. It might be a little cheaper, but you know, you got to probably have a car and that's another payment. And talking to people reasonably about that, you might be able to get some more money out of it. So that would be my first move is talk to whoever you're supposed to talk to, see if you can get more money that might help your decision. And then second is, you know, yeah, you got to just rank what is most important to you because it's, you know, you don't want to be out of work, but at the same time, it's like, if there's family that you can stay with that, if you lost this job, you'd be fine like with bills for a minute i'd be like the number one thing is are you going to be happy exactly because it's that's the number one thing you have to look at i've known people that moved to new york for a job and did it and tried it and they were miserable they did not like the lifestyle and then they eventually took a job somewhere else and left yeah like like i know people that went chicago to new york which you don't think is a big difference but they just they weren't happy they didn't like it. yeah then they moved to la totally different absolutely love it so <laughs> you know and i know a bunch of people actually that have moved to austin right now because it's you know been open and businesses were kind of more thriving there than other cities so you know it depends what you value because I've been one of those people too that was like, okay, I've technically lived in New York my whole life. I went to college at a different part of New York. I grew up in a different part and I live in the city now. And there's been times where I've been like, man, should I try living somewhere else before I'm like married and with kids? But a lot of times I sit there at the end of the day and I go, I love the life I have here and I love all my friends around me. And if I moved, it's like you're completely starting over and that can be really, really hard. Exactly. So it's i don't feel like we can tell you exactly what to do but i think you gotta just put follow in, your heart yeah you gotta put you gotta you know what i've done actually with some decisions like this uh not with a job and moving but i remember i played college basketball and i was like so stressed of like i didn't really want to play my senior year but i felt like i should because it's i played like what else was i gonna do and i kind of sat with it of i started and i was like I'm going to play. Like I made a fake decision in my head of like, you're going to live your life like you're playing Mm -hmm. and do all the things you're supposed to do. And I did. And I was completely miserable. (laughs) And then I finally was like, okay, I'm not happy doing this. I, you know, I tried of, we had to do preseason stuff and I was in it. And then I just finally hit my point where I went, this is not for me. So I almost feel like with moving to Austin, you could be like, I'm moving to Austin and like act like you've made that decision. Like every day you're like, okay, we're moving to Austin. And if you don't start to feel happy and excited at some point, <laughs> it might not it might not be the right call. Yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, you got to follow your heart. And, and bottom line, the positive of it is that 
you have a job right now. You know, unfortunately, I know a lot of people that lost their jobs and are still looking for jobs. So let's look at the positive of things. And bottom line is you got to follow your heart and you got to do what makes you happy. I agree. Because it can it can be tough. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. We got time for one more. Uh, let us know also if you have any updates. Uh, so email us at whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Any updates or any other people with questions? Let's do this one. It's one called Buddy Traveling. Lisa, how do you deal with Buddy traveling for work so much or being gone long hours, especially when the kids were smaller? I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. My husband works five to six days a week, with each day being 12 to 17 hours long. Occasionally, he has to travel out of town for work, too. I get super anxious being alone so many hours of the day with the kids only, and especially at night when he's out of town, leaving me home with only the kids. I give you so much credit for holding it down for your family on Daisy's working late and traveling so far. I'm sure you just want to be with your honey and not always share him with the world. Do you worry or feel extra bored without him there? What are some things you do to keep busy while he's away for so long? She suggests a couple of things. Uh, spend more time with friends, extended family, have a, more kid outings, have a family sleepover, hang out with friends more. Let me know. Uh, love your family. Always praying for Buddy and you both in your health. I've watched you guys since day one. Continued blessings from Ariel from California. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for being such a big fan, and thanks for the question. It actually definitely touches home to me for me. Um, so let's rewind back. I, I was like, there's a couple parts. Yeah, let's rewind back to... Um, How do you deal with Buddy traveling for work so much or being gone long hours? Okay, so Buddy traveled a lot more. I want to say um, maybe year two or three after Cake Boss started. Mm -hmm. And so around that time, Buddy uh, published his first book. And, you know, us not knowing anything about TV business or book businesses, nothing. Everything was new to us. So apparently when you write a book, you have to go on a book tour. Yep. And uh, when you go on a book tour, you got to go to different states. And at the same time, because my husband is so business oriented, he always tried to see how much he could fit into one day. Mm -hmm. So he would do, um, if he's got to be in a different state for, you know, a whole month, let's just say every couple of days while he's there, he used to do a, a live theater show. So that went on for, I want to say a good four or five years. And that's when my kids were all babies. <laughs> I remember going to one of his shows. Yeah. Yeah, out in Long Island. Yep. My kids were all babies. And again, I could only talk for me because fortunately, my husband has four sisters that we're very close with. I have my mom, my sister, my brother. We're all very close. And we all live with basically within, you know, five miles of each other. Mm -hmm. So when my husband was doing all this traveling, I had family support, especially I'm so lucky to have my mom that she helped me raise my children. I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for my mom helping me with four kids when my husband was gone for, you know, weeks at a time sometimes, I don't know how I would have done it. And another thing that helped and it helped our marriage was that my mom would stay with my kids sometimes and I would go meet my husband at locations and spend a couple of days with him and then fly back. So I could only speak for myself. Um, 
Was it tough? Yes, it was tough. I had a couple breakdowns because, you know, when you have four kids that are babies that you're you're literally trying to juggle it all mm-hmm. and making sure everyone is happy and everyone's in school and everyone's getting what they need. I mean, Erica, I could tell you there was times that when I did go out to meet my husband that I would make the schedule up for the kids for my mom to follow it was in time chronological order on who had to do <laughs> oh what God. at what time and how it had to get done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have pictures in my phone from years ago because oh I used God. to take pictures of these schedules because if she would call me, I needed something to refer back to. Yeah. Oh, man. So and when I used to show people these schedules, they used to look at me like I had 10 heads. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, it takes me hours to put this together before I leave. Yeah. But. Again, I had no time to really think about hanging out with my friends or, you know, outings with my friends or my husband was not home. I had four babies and I needed to just make it work. Mm -hmm. And time flew by. I have to say time flew by. I thank my family. Um, I don't know what what um, I'm sorry. Her name was Ariel. Yeah. I don't know what Ariel's situation is with family and support system, but. I mean, maybe you don't have family. Maybe you have friends that are like family. I would try to have them come over a lot. That's what I did with me. I I always had family at my house, whether it was to help or to hang out with. I really never went anywhere because it was easier for everyone to come to me Mm -hmm. having four kids than for me to go anywhere. And we just made it work. We made it work. And those little times that I was able to fly out and meet him, helped our marriage yeah. because there comes a point in your life that you feel so separated that you haven't seen each other and and it's like you get into this rut of routine mm-hmm. and you forget like what your core marriage is and what your core relationship is because everything else has taken over yep and but if you I don't comp- have that it's like then everything else will fall apart yeah, yeah exactly but i have to be honest um from experience it gets better mm-hmm. as the kids get older Things get better. Um, My husband, I want to say, really stopped traveling a lot right prior to COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, right prior to COVID. Because when you're on TV, you also have to, when your new shows come out, you have to travel to promote them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband's shows are international. So he wasn't just traveling within the United States. Mm -hmm. He was traveling internationally. I mean, we have huge fan bases in, in other countries. Um, I'll never forget um, the first time I flew by myself to a different country was to meet my husband in the Philippines. Really? Yeah, I was a nervous wreck. Yeah, I was a nervous, nervous wreck, but I was determined to do it because I wanted to see my husband. Right. And I'll never forget. I took a flight from New York into Hong Kong. Yeah, that's a long flight. And not thinking... When I land in Hong Kong, because I had a connector to go to the Philippines from there, when I got off the airplane, you know, you're thinking airport, oh, I'll just go find my gate. But when you're in Hong Kong, uh-huh. you're not reading where the gates are because they have a different language and yep. they have, they don't use letters. They, numbers. They, yeah. they, or numbers, they, you know, have their symbols. Mm-hmm. And it's different than, let's just say, if you go to like um, Colombia. Yeah. They they speak Spanish, but you could kind of understand the letters and you could follow mm-hmm. through. I landed in Hong Kong and I'm like, oh my god, 
where do I go? What yeah. do I do? Uh-huh. And thank God I found, you know, some some workers at the airport that spoke English and they helped me out. But that was that was really gutsy of me. Mm-hmm. And and I did it because again, you make sacrifices and you you put your big girl pants on to to make your husband happy or to rekindle that relationship that kind of drifts when you have babies and when you have when life takes over. Uh-huh. I think she, Ariel needs to find a way to even if it's once in a blue moon to remember what that spark was that got her and her husband together and just all it takes is one night. Trust mm-hmm. me when I tell you. <laughs> it just takes one night of just the two of you, whether it's whether it's going out to dinner, mm-hmm. whether it's a night out of the casino, what it just takes one night to spark that again and then like you're recharged for a couple months, oh, if that sure. makes sense. So Again, she needs to find her her support system, whether it's friends, whether it's family. I don't know what her situation is, mm-hmm. and take it from there. It's funny. I have a a friend that's married, and her husband's working been working from home because of COVID, mm-hmm. and he's going back to you know working in the city, and they live in Connecticut, so he has a bit of a commute. And it's funny because she was asking him like, oh, "Are you going to be okay? Are you worried?" And like going back to the commute, or are you happy going back to the office? And he was like. I'm worried about you because, like, now you're going to be alone all day. Yeah. Like, I'm going and being social around people. And mm-hmm. and even for her, she was like, it was so nice for our marriage that yeah. we got to, like, always have dinner together because he'd often work late. But the work from home, he could take a break, have dinner with me, yeah. go back if he needed to work more. Exactly. So I think a lot of people are going through kind of a similar adjustment. Um, And, you know, I don't know what your husband does for work, but it's interesting that uh, I know someone that got into a relationship with someone that was in construction and he would get flown out to places for these construction projects but their company then instilled this policy that they would pay to fly people's spouses or like girlfriends or fiancés whatever to come with them for the weekend because they traveled so often the company basically was like yeah we we keep losing people because no one wants to do this the rest of their life they don't see their partner you know or their kids or whoever so you never know if whatever your cousin husband's company is try looking at the handbook they might have they might have something in there that's you know even if it was like a maybe extra vacation that he gets to take whatever it is yeah i truly believe that that you have to really like I said, even if it's one night, make that time with your husband. You know, you, you definitely, anyone could find a babysitter for one night. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, I mean, she asked about like feeling bored or lonely at home. And like you said, you're like, well, you can invite someone over. And especially, you know, her kid is, one of her kids is six and, and four. That's both you're in school, even at least part time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, find, find another kid in the class that also maybe has a mom that stays home and be like, hey, if there's one day you want to bring your kid over and like, we can just have coffee while they yeah. play or my mom did a thing. It was called like Monday moms when she was home with us and it was every Monday they would, you know, get together at this like place and all the kids would play and all the moms would kind of talk and hang out. And then it turned into play group quote unquote. And it'd be like, Oh, every Saturday someone would take turns hosting the kids and yeah. the parents would go and it'd be social. But then ultimately there was one couple, you know, they were good. My parents were good friends with, and I was like, I was well enough to remember cause it was before I was in school full time. But I constantly remember like going to their house and it'd be like, you're going to go play. And I'd be like, yeah. And I wouldn't even realize my mom would like go run errands. Yeah. <laughs> and they would do the take turns of like, okay, I'm bringing my two over here. I'm going to go get my groceries, get my haircut, like whatever they have to do. And then the next day they would switch 
and they'd be at our house. But to us, we were like, oh, this is, there's more kids to play with. Exactly. Like, like exactly. your kids really don't, I don't think are going to look at it badly at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say, you bring that up because, so I have, you know, I have my, my son who's 14, Marco. And he's always been, when I tell you from a young age, he's been my kid that needs entertainment 24 hmm. seven. And you know, like other people, other kids, like okay. other kids, he needs stimulation 24 yeah. seven. And he has a really good group of friends and, um, I love having them here and they're here like on the weekends a lot. And it's funny cause the parents are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't want them to overstay. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I said, I love when they come here because they entertain my child and He's having the time of his life yeah. and they're all having the time of their life and they're together. I said, so please don't think that they're overstaying because they're definitely not. Mm-hmm. They're welcome here anytime, all day, as much as they like, because it's actually helping me out too. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, especially, yeah, once your kids are a certain age, yeah, it's, they can play with other people. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you'll find something and, uh, and I'm sorry you do have to deal with your husband traveling a lot, but like you said, it'll get better. Listen, I'm always a type that looks at the positive things. Yeah. Does it suck? It sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say does, but then I say to myself, look at all these military families that go away for months and years at a time and, and don't know, and don't know exactly when they'd come back. So, so I look at that and it kind of puts life into perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I say to myself, no, I think I have it pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both both cases, it's like it, it does take a special person to be able to cope with that and be okay with it. Yeah. So big props to you and anybody else dealing with that. It's, Absolutely. It's, it is hard. So, it, But it does get easier. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Your kids are already there. Once they're starting to almost be in school full time, I'm like, you're, you're going to get that groove. Exactly. I think for sure. So. Thank you so much for emailing in. Uh, anybody else wants to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So thank you guys so much for emailing in, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Till next time. Bye.